Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 151 of the Attractions Podcast. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here once again to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more as well as what's going on in our own lives. I personally have had a really quiet uh, <laughs> week. Uh, I'm just working hard on the unofficial guides and uh, got to make one quick little trip to Universal, uh, take a, a walk around and see some of the Halloween Horror Nights construction, which is coming along real fast. Uh, no Revenge of the Mummy for me, though. Still not open yet. But Carly, you are having a much more exciting week than me. What are you up to? Yeah. So first off, I lost my voice on Cosmic Rewind. <laughs> I finally Congo will do that to you. <clears throat> um, I started the week in Dollywood, where I got to be with Dolly Parton. And now I am at Swan Reserve at Disney World. <laughs> so no big deal. Just a totally ordinary, <laughs> average week. Uh, we are definitely going to talk about uh, Dollywood and what's going on there uh, in this week's news. But um, I'm hoping that maybe if uh, we get done with this podcast, I can head over to Epcot because uh, yeah. someone uh, we both know is over at Epcot performing today. Yes, it's Joey Fatone and Friends. Yeah. Uh, he has five nights at Eat to the Beat, which is one of the longest streaks. I think it's mm -hmm. him and Hanson. So it was crazy last night. I went to one of the shows. So yeah. I'm excited for tonight. Well, I'm, I'm hoping I can uh, finish up my work and go yes. over and meet you and we can uh, hang out. Please. That would be great. Um, so I think without any further ado, we've got a bunch of news and let's get into it. Let's start out at the upcoming D23 Expo, where Marvel has revealed its lineup of panels, events, and guests, and more. Uh, there's an exciting agenda of presentations, giveaways, and interactive opportunities coming to uh, D23 Expo in Anaheim, California, and that is September 9th through 11th. Yes, and we hit up this a little bit last week when we kind of talked about all the new phases coming and films. And so now they're really going in on what to expect from the panels and the stage events. Yeah, um, some of the uh, panels that they have announced, uh, there is going to be a Marvel Draw Live session uh, where Brian Crosby, uh, who is uh, director of themed entertainment for Marvel, is going to lead everyone in a step-by-step uh, -step drawing session of an iconic Marvel character. Sounds a lot about uh, a lot like the Animation Academy yes. that they do at the Disney parks. Um, the Big Hall D23 presentation is going to be September 10th at 10 a.m. And that's the one with all the big surprise guests and the showcase of the upcoming theatrical and Disney Plus titles. I'm sure you're going to get to see some some trailers and behind the scenes clips of uh, upcoming stuff. Um, lots of exclusive footage. Uh, that's a big one. Um, and a panel that I would personally like to check out is on September 10th at 2 p.m. They are celebrating 60 years of the amazing Spider-Man. Uh, we'll look back all the way to 1962 and uh, his debut uh, through the, the future of the character. So that, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I think I'm going to hit that one up because it's very interesting and I love Spider-Man. 
For sure. Um, and there's also, of course, going to be uh, costume and prop displays. Um, there's also going to be a signing session. Uh, spider editor Nick Lowe and editor-in-chief uh, C.B. Sibolsky uh, are going to be signing autographs on September 10th in the evening. Um, bad news is this is totally sold out. If you don't have a ticket yet, you ain't getting one. But uh, they are talking about streaming some of these panels live. Um, so d23expo.com is the place to go to uh, catch up on all the details for this. Yes, and we're about a month out. So hopefully we will see the streaming details really soon. Yeah, I'm hoping you're going to be able to, uh, if not from the show floor, then at least somewhere around the convention center, right. uh, maybe we can do a, a stream that that week. Um, oh, this one made me really happy. Yes. The House of the Retro Future Suite is finally opening at the Howard Johnson Anaheim Hotel. Um, we have a great video up on our YouTube channel. Uh, there was a press preview event with a ribbon cutting uh, featuring the artist Shag and the historian Charles Phoenix, who are two of my favorite mid-century modern obsessives. Um, and they were there uh, to help introduce this suite, which uh, is officially open as of August 12th. Uh, this is the Hojo that is across the street from Disneyland. Um, and the suite is inspired by the Monsanto House of the Future, and it is awesome. Right. And this <laughs> is just so cool. And the price tag might throw you off a little bit because it is expensive. But you have to remember, there's some really cool things that come with this. And I believe you also get a shag piece. And if you've yes. ever purchased a shag piece, they are expensive. Okay. So I, I have a little uh, story, <laughs> personal story to tell about this. Um uh, first of all, just in case you are not familiar, Monsanto's House of the Future was an attraction in Tomorrowland at Disneyland uh, from the mid-50s to the late 60s. It uh, was finally demolished, but it was like this entire house where everything was made out of plastic and futuristic materials. And um, just it's one of those things that if you're into like that kind of mid-century design, it's just the perfect example of it. And they've recreated a lot of elements of that in this hotel suite. But they've also got a lot of modern amenities like Amazon Alexa devices and voice activated lighting. Um, so it's like the best of, of the real future and the retro future uh, together. When I was in Disneyland uh, earlier this spring, I stayed at the Hojo. Uh, it's one of my favorite places to stay um, yes. near the parks. And they let me have a tour of the suite while it was still under construction. Uh, they wouldn't let me post any of the, the photos because you could still see it was a work in progress. But even then, it was gorgeous. I was so like uh, from the furniture to the fact that you get a record player and a, a collection of vinyl uh, records to play on it. And like you mentioned, the shag artwork. Um, yes. I love shag. I've, I've collected a few little very cheap things like postcards. But um, yes. I went to his I actually took uh, the first photograph they said anyone had taken of the uh, this piece of artwork right after it was hung on the wall. And then I went to his uh, gallery in Palm Springs where he's got a, a gallery and gave the photo to the people who work at the gallery so they could show it to people uh, think coming in to buy a copy. So if you bought a copy of this print, uh, it's not cheap. You know, it's 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 over 100 bucks to get it. And you are going to get with your two night stay um a copy of this print um and yes okay you're paying 1957 right. for a two night stay but that includes your taxes 
your fees, your parking, um, your resort charges. When you really add it up for the quality of that room, for the location, I think I would rather stay in that than stay in one of the, the deluxe suites over at the Disneyland Hotel because it's actually a shorter walk to the park than, right. than the Disneyland Hotel is. And it's it's just a really cool environment. Um, I agree. I, yeah, I, I would I would be all over this. Yes. So uh, I um, I got to talk to Shag this week because I'm doing a story. Uh, I we zoomed only Zoom. I wish I could meet him in person. Uh, he is also designing a house in Palm Springs that's opening next year. Yes, that we can go visit. So that would be something cool next year. Stay in the suite, drive to Palm Springs, and see that'd this be, house. He that'd be incredible. <laughs> um, I yeah, I meeting Shag was like a big dream of mine, and then. Uh, we were in Las Vegas and I happened to get a text message saying that there was a, a one night only pop up shag store happening in the Palms in Las Vegas. Uh, and he was there and I got to meet him and tell him how much I admire his work and uh, get a selfie with him. And uh, that store is now permanent. So uh, if you're at the Palms in Las Vegas or in Palm Springs, either way, make sure you check out the shag yes. stores there. Um, and uh, check out Howard Johnson's website uh, for information. It's uh, hojoanaheim.com. We've got a great video of the, uh, the tour on our YouTube channel. So please check that out. All right. You can see I was really excited about that. Yes. Uh, here's something else I'm kind of excited about. If you want to have an animated evening at Disney Springs, uh, Drawn to Life uh, is having a new dining package partnering Cirque du Soleil with some of the great restaurants, uh, 13 of them, in fact, at Disney Springs. Yeah, I think this is really cool. I know you've seen Drawn to Life. I've seen it a few times. It's wonderful. And it only makes sense. If you're going all the way to Disney Springs, you're going to want to eat, too. So mm -hmm. I feel like it was perfect to introduce. Yeah, I'm actually helping a family plan a trip to Disney oh. at the end of the month. And I, I told them, you know, you should do uh, a Cirque du Soleil and then you should do dinner at one of these restaurants and the very next day they announced this and i immediately forwarded them it's like this is what this is what you need to look at so what you're getting is it kind of takes the the stress out of uh figuring out what to order where to eat there there are um, 13 designated restaurants 10 of them it's 45 dollars per person uh for three of them it's 65 dollars per person but it's a, a fixed price so you're going to get uh, an appetizer an entree and a dessert uh, from a, a selected menu um, and, you know, just eat and go and uh, either do it before the show or after the show. Um, and you've got a, a pretty good selection. Um, you've got stuff that's right near Cirque du Soleil, like House of Blues and uh, Haleo, which is my personal pick. Um, but you've also got stuff that's a little further out, uh, like Wrangland Road or Splitsville. Uh, but it's all sort of close enough that you can definitely get a meal and then within 10 15 minutes get over to the show right and this price you just can't beat that mm -hmm. i know uh haleo does a weekday thing where i think it's like 45 dollars. so this is similar mm -hmm. and to be able to have access to that on like a friday or saturday night is huge yeah. yep um you can find the full menus with all the details um on disneysprings.com right now and uh you visit cirque or you can call them uh to get the tickets for the actual show 
Um, the way I understand it, uh, it's not like a combo ticket that you necessarily buy when you are buying the ticket to the right. show. It's you buy a ticket to the show and then you book the restaurant and let them know that you want this special package. Um, I'm going to give uh, you a super secret hint just for this month, uh, just for from the end of August through uh, to the beginning of October, there's this thing going on in Orlando called Magical Dining Month. And several of the restaurants that are on this list are also doing Magical Dining Month with a very similar menu. The difference is Magical Dining Month's only 40 bucks a person, and this is 45. Still a good deal at 45, but just for, uh, for the month of September, you're gonna be able to get a lot of these for 40 instead. So uh, magicaldiningmonth.com, that's a, that's a great, best kept secret right. uh, both both disney and some of the universal hotels uh i suggest mama Della's. they're doing a great deal yes oh i love it there so i wonder with this search for soleil package do you have any sort of in on getting reservations easier you know like if you're not booking through the app which could be tough mm. i wonder if they're going to give kind of precedence or save tables you know yeah, that, that's an excellent question. Um, I would definitely check out DisneySprings.com slash Drawn to Life Dinner and Show and read the details uh, before you go ahead. My understanding right now is um, you basically have to pick a reservation that's either two and a half hours before your show or two hours afterwards. And then once you've made the reservation, then you tell them that you want the special menu. Uh, but I don't know right now that they're doing any particular priority for people with this so uh so as always yeah as always um you know especially now that you don't, you're not booking 180 days out for the disney restaurants um, right. now that's just a couple months in advance you got to jump on some of these popular ones right on your 60-day mark so okay next up uh shifting away from disney over to sea world uh in san diego they are bringing some new scares to their Hollow Scream event that sounds uh, kind of similar to some of the stuff that we have at SeaWorld in Orlando. Uh, returning to Southern California for its second year with even more to fear, more scare zones, more intense haunted houses, and more live entertainment. Yes, I am so excited. I got to attend the first year last year for Attractions Magazine, and now I'm seeing that they're bringing back some returning houses uh, mm -hmm. Nightmare Experiment, Simon Slaughterhouse, and my personal favorite, Death Water Bayou. Death Water Bayou is such a great design. Oh. I, I oh. believe that might have started out as a Bush Gardens Tampa yes, house, exactly. greenhouse. I remember 10 years ago or more doing it the first time, just being blown away, knowing that that was like, you know, that corporation taking their Halloween stuff to the next level. So it's good to see other people in, around the country get to experience exactly. that. So I'm happy they're going to be returning. Uh, they were scary. So I'm very mm -hmm. excited for that. And then there's going to be uh, new scare zones this yeah. year. Yeah. So in, in addition to the three returning houses, which are going to be uh, updated and reimagined, there are also going to be two all new haunted houses um, with this is we don't have a, a exact name yet, I don't think. But, we know, there are hints of hiding from outsiders from beyond and coming oh. face to face with freakish and creepy fools. Oh. So uh, that's that's an interesting little tease. But yeah, two uh, new scare zones, six of them, um, and they claim there will be even less room to hide from the uh, deadly toys oh. and the undead of the graveyard. Um, they're also doing a La Llorona zone. Uh, I know Universal has done use that uh, that myth. And uh, so interesting to see their take on it. Um, and then they're also going to be a new show and new entertainment as well. 
this is exciting. Uh, I was super impressed last year how it was their first time hosting this, and it was flawless. It was one of my favorite haunts events of last year, which is crazy considering it was brand new. So I have a feeling this year is going to be even better. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, if if clowns and zombies don't scare you, then you're also going to be able to ride roller coasters in the dark. Uh, that's a great bonus at, at the uh, SeaWorld and Bush Halloween events, um, including uh, the uh, Emperor Dive Coaster, um, which uh, opened not too long ago, along with Electric Eel and Journey to Atlantis. Um, prices are not bad. Uh, they're right now doing tickets uh, up to 55% off, um, which means down as cheap as 35 bucks. And there's an unlimited ticket for $99. So definitely cheaper than uh, Universal's uh, Halloween Horror Nights passes yeah. these days. <laughs> um, and uh, hey, if this sounds like something that you want to uh, be behind the scenes on, head to careers.seaworldparks.com and they are accepting applications for scare zone squads. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, Speaking of monsters and scares, but maybe a little less scary. Yes. <laughs> Monster Party is taking over Brick or Treat at California's Legoland Resort. We talked not too long about ago about the uh, Brick or Treat Halloween event coming to Legoland in Florida. And a very similar event is coming to Legoland, California, September 17th through October 29th. Yeah, this is exciting. Definitely kid-friendly. It's included in regular park admission, just like Legoland, Florida. Uh, but here in California, it's going to be taking place each Saturday only. Yeah, so Saturdays only. Um, but you get to uh, check out the new 4D movie, which is called The Great Monster Chase, and meet some of the monster characters who star in it for uh, some fun photo spots and meet and greets. Um, there's treat stations around the park where uh, you can get your trick-or-treat bags filled up with candy. Um, and uh, there's also uh, themed pop badges that you can collect around the park uh, and get a commemorative brick-or-treat Lego brick. Um, of course, you're encouraged to dress up. Uh, and this sounds funny. They've got a monster security checkpoint uh, yes. of three performers who inspect everyone to make sure that they're real monsters. So that oh, sounds like love fun. that. And then also there's going to be the um, stars of the monster rocker, zombie cheerleader, tiger woman, and wolf guy. And they're going to be roaming the park, which should be yeah. really cool. Yeah, they've got some uh, new shows this year, including a very important monster costume party show and a zombie cheer squad. Um, lots of fun atmosphere around the park. And uh, like they're doing in Florida, they are turning the Dragon Coaster into the Disco Dragon Coaster with a, a monster soundtrack and some new decor. A um, lot of fun stuff. Uh, it's a great park for little kids. Uh, Legoland.com slash California. Uh, and of course, uh, like Carly mentioned, this is all included in your park admission. Um, all right. Next, we are heading to Bush Gardens in Tampa Bay, where you can take a free behind-the-scenes tour at four of their major roller coasters to celebrate National Roller Coaster Day uh, happening on August 13th through August 16th. And this is really cool because these are the kind of behind-the-scenes tours that people sometimes pay a lot of money to take. Right. Wow. And this is an opportunity, uh, first come, first serve, to take one of them for free. 
yeah, this is pretty crazy. Um, like you said, this should be very expensive, but it's not. And then it also includes a Q&A, which again, mm -hmm. is like access that you just don't get. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the way this is going to work is there are four coasters that are participating. Shikra, Cheetah Hunt, Cobra's Curse, and the new Iron Gwazi. Um, and you basically go to Serengeti Outpost on the day of your visit. First come, first serve. So you might want to rope drop that. Um, yes. And to sign up for one of the tours. Um, and if uh, if you get one, uh, you know, there's still there's three of them a day. It's going to be at noon, at two and four. Uh, space is obviously limited, um, but you are literally going to get to walk into the maintenance areas that guests are forbidden from going in normally. Um, and really get an intimate look at how these uh, amazing machines work. Um, Please do this. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, if you are not already an annual pass holder uh, to get in for free for this, uh, they are doing a buy one, get one single day ticket sale right now for uh, the month of August through the 14th. Uh, so you could pick up one of those uh, and use it uh, to get in for this. Um, it's a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah. I I can't wait to see coverage. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people heading to this the first day. So this is really cool, and I hope they do it again. So bushgardens.com for more information on that. Uh, now we finally get to what I am excited for you to tell us all about. Uh, we had heard some uh, growls and grumblings about it. Uh, now it's official. Big Bear Mountain Roller Coaster is coming to Dollywood uh, in Pigeon Forge for spring of 2023, and it is going to be the park's longest roller coaster and the first coaster they built with onboard audio. Yes, this was really cool. So Dolly Parton was there herself in a ranger outfit. That was incredible. <laughs> if you saw the picture, she had a custom costume to announce this. So this is going to be a new coaster coming next year. It is manufactured by Vacoma, mm -hmm. and it is coming to the Wildwood Grove area, which is the park's largest expansion to date. They've put, I think, $500 million into this land. And so this coaster is going to be cost $25 million of that. It is definitely family friendly. The minimum height is I think 39 inches mm -hmm. is amazing because this is a family focused park, but they are promising a lot of airtime and it is going to be thrilling. So if you've been on fire chaser express there, which is mm -hmm. similar, uh, the height is a little bit higher, but it is what you would call a family-friendly coaster, but I think it's thrilling and amazing. So yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, is a pretty long coaster. It's yes. at four thousand feet. You know, I, I think the longest coaster in Florida is Hagrid's, which is just about five thousand feet. So this is substantial. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you look at the stats, if you're a coaster nerd and you're like, oh, it's only forty-eight miles an hour. It's it's only uh, like sixty feet tall. Um, uh, but um, I think that they're going to pack a lot into this. Yes. Uh, it it feels a lot like almost a terrain coaster, the way uh, that it really follows the natural landscape. And then they're they've got they're going to have waterfalls and rocks and a lot of it looks like a lot of um, kind of a themed environment for it to go in and out and around of. It also looks like there's a little cave section at the end, and yes. there might be something in that cave. Uh, they released a little POV rendering uh, that that uh, didn't show exactly what happens in that cave, but no, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bear hiding in there. 
Yes. And so my favorite part is that Dollywood has really stepped up the storytelling and backstory Mm -hmm. with Wildwood Grove in general. So it's like Disney level. There is a character named Ned Oakley, who is a Mm. wilderness explorer from Wildwood Grove. And he has been tracking this big bear. So it's a a mountain legend. And so they have been doing an incredible job with the teases all over the park. Right now I was there on Friday is posters that say, have you seen this bear? And they have this really cool, like black and white picture of the bear. And then there's a number that you can call and it's actually Ned Oakley's voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) So they are really, that's what's got me excited because this is the future of Dollywood. They're definitely coming after some of the other bigger family friendly theme park destinations and they are stepping it up. And, and I gotta say, it's great to see a theme park uh, theming something with original characters, original yeah. story, not not something just taken from a movie or a comic book. Um, it's it's nice to see original IPs being created for for absolutely. Uh, and this art. is all based on Dolly grew up in this area. Mm-hmm. She loved exploring in the woods with her family because they probably didn't have anything else to do. So this whole land is based off of her explorations as a kid. Yeah, I, I even love that they've got this uh, zero car on the front of the roller coaster train that looks kind of like a Jeep with headlights nice. and a, a spare tire. Um, you know, yeah, I, it's exciting. And so you uh, board the ride in what's called the Adventure Outpost. So mm-hmm. we saw a little bit of it in the video, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see. I'm sure they're going to load that up with artifacts and such. Absolutely. Um, so this uh if you are excited to ride this next year you might be interested in pre-registering to purchase a 2023 dollywood season pass uh those are not going to go on sale until october 17th of this year uh, but you can head to dollywood.com slash big bear mountain right now and uh read all the details and get excited about this attraction all right going from bears to beers <laughs> Beer Fest is bringing the spirit of Oktoberfest to Bush Gardens, Tampa. If this sounds kind of familiar, we talked about a very similar beer fest going on at SeaWorld. Um, I got an invitation to go and check that out next week. Uh, I might have to go and have a beer or two. Uh, but Bush Gardens, Tampa is starting theirs on, on August 12th. Uh, it's got an all-new Oktoberfest-inspired menu, more than 50 seasonal local and international beers, and they are offering buy one get one theme park tickets wow i mean this is great we just talked about bush gardens williamsburg is mm-hmm. doing your fest so i love that this is becoming a really big thing and they're also partnering with really cool breweries so you can really try things that are maybe outside of your comfort zone there's international breweries that they have focused on the event too yeah, uh, if you're a fan of local brews, Cigar City makes some great IPAs, Tampa Bay Brewing, um, but they've also got Cronenberg and uh, uh, other international uh, options too. And if you are not a beer fan, but you like a good cider, uh, they've got some interesting ones there, including a Flying Boat Raspberry Passion Fruit Sour. Now, of course, you don't want all that beer without something to uh, soak it up in your stomach. Uh, and they have some uh, German-inspired bites to pair with all of these brews. Um, a lot of them that I can't even pronounce. I can do Sauerbraten. <laughs> I, I can I can pronounce pierogies, but... Um, uh, Brat- 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 no. 
fried potatoes with chi with yeah, chives exactly. and caramelized onions. Yeah, we'll just call it that. Um, yeah, there's live music too. So this oh, yeah. is really a full festival and they're going to be tapping into the local music scene to use local artists. Yeah, uh, it's a good time. And uh, probably the most cost effective way if you're going to do one of these is a sampler lanyard this year. Uh, it's 35 for five items, uh, 55 for eight or 70 for 12. Um, if you split one of those between a couple people, uh, you can you can get pretty full and fairly hammered <laughs> on a sampler <laughs> lanyard without spending too, too much money. Um, and this is happening weekends only August 12th through September 5th. Uh, it's including the park admission. Obviously, you still have to buy the food and drinks. Um, but uh, if you take advantage of their BOGO special right now, uh, you can buy a single day park ticket right now and then uh, get a second one that you can use anytime before September 30th. Uh, so the details of that are at bushgardens.com slash Tampa. And we are heading west again to Belmont Park in San Diego. Uh, where that classic seaside amusement park has added some new rides and an escape game um, to celebrate its 100th anniversary, which was on July 4th. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry, celebrate its 97th anniversary on July 4th. Wow, Cut, that's rewind. <laughs> no, that's amazing. And God, 97 is still pretty old. That's old. San Diego is just so beautiful, and I haven't been to this park, but after hearing about these new rides, I think I want to go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the two new additions are a couple of family-friendly flat rides. One is a dip and dive, which is a little mini submarine that goes up and down on an arm up to about 20, 20 feet tall. It only goes around about 10 revolutions per minute. Uh, and the other is a wave jumper, uh, which is a little... Uh, spinner dumbo type ride shaped like uh little speed boats um, and that's that only goes at six miles and uh six revolutions per minute so uh i don't think anyone's gonna get too dizzy on that but um you know their height requirement of 36 inches so th those are ones for the kids um and then uh if you want something a little bit more adult they have added a mansion murder escape game uh it's uh escapology uh or I never know how to pronounce it. Escapology, escapology. Es es escapology is what I would say, but Ep I like Ep the way you Epcotians. Epcot <laughs> Terrans. I don't. Creatures of Epcot. <sighs> so, uh, if you want to play an escape game, uh, this one uh, you can take on the role of Robert Montgomery, who is the heir to the Kildemore Estate and the family fortune. Um, it's a uh, theme to the Scottish Highlands and New Year's Eve. Uh, grandpa's dead in the library and you've got one hour to figure out if Robert has been framed or to prove your innocence. Well, you're going to have to do it because you're the escape room. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put that on the list for my yeah. next trip out there. Um, but in addition, uh, they've also made upgrades throughout the park. Uh, and I, I, I thought this was interesting. They are highlighting the fact that they have added new safety measures, including security and patrol cars in all surrounding parking lots. 130 new security cameras, higher lumen lightings, and around-the-clock security. Uh, and I think that's kind of a, a sign of the times. We didn't used to talk much about security right. and theme parks, but it's become a very big topic on the news lately. Uh, stuff happening at Universal recently, at, at Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, just, just getting word today that uh, Universal is starting to impose a curfew at CityWalk for people under... 
21. Uh, you got to be out of there by nine o'clock if you're uh, unaccompanied minors. Um, a lot of a lot of security issues. So I think it's interesting that they are highlighting that as a, a reason to come back. Right. It's definitely sad because theme parks to me have always been that safe place where I'm like, there's nothing bad that can happen here. And our friend Eric is pointing out that uh, Belmont Park is located less oh, than two cool. miles from San SeaWorld San Diego. So it can make a good double feature. Oh, and, and he does say that uh, Belmont <laughs> Park was pretty sketch at night. So <laughs> some of that security is probably a good idea. Um, if you want more information, head on over to belmontpark.com. Uh, Dr. Diabolical's Cliffhanger Roller Coaster is now open at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. And from the videos I have seen of this, they have really gone way above SeaWorld, uh, sorry, Six Flags usual theming standards uh, to put together the world's steepest dive coaster. Yeah, this is really cool. Like you said, there's a real backstory and it's revolving all around the evil Dr. Diabolical and his nefarious guests to let menacing creatures loose on the world. So they're going in. <laughs> yes. And uh, yes, we should point out Dr. Di Diabolical uh, is a she. Um, so it's nice that we have some more gender parity in yes. evil mad scientists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> evil too. <laughs> so she's constructed uh, this roller coaster as a means of capturing the essence of human adrenaline and fear. I think she got this idea from Dr. Doom and his fear fall over at Universal. Because that's the same backstory. <laughs> um, and for some reason, people are lining up to have their uh, fear drained out of them. Um, by this drop, which is uh, the first big drop, is what it's all about. It's a uh, it's a Bullen, it's a B and M dive coaster. So we all know what those are like, like Shikra. Uh, but this one has a ninety five degree beyond vertical drop. Um, you're gonna hang there uh, for a few seconds, of course, before you are released into a one hundred fifty foot drive dive, not drive dive, and. Uh, you're also going to get uh, a 270 degree zero G roll, uh, another 75 foot near vertical drop, um, and then some bank turns and extreme airtime. So it doesn't look like it's just a one trick pony. I know a no. lot of these dive coasters are like one big drop and you're done. Uh, but this has a lot of fun elements. Uh, it finishes up with a high speed spiral. And like I mentioned, it's, you know, it's not just the track, it's the, uh, the theming that's gone into the whole area and the load station, uh, really trying to, to create a story. Right. I love it. And it's also pretty long too. Mm -hmm. It's a 2,501 feet of track. So I was impressed by that. But like you said, there's a lot going on. It's mm -hmm. not a one-trick pony. It's not just relying on the one wow factor. Yeah. Yeah, so this is part of the park's Crack Axle Canyon Steampunk District, uh, and it is uh, got um, a 52-inch height requirement, so not for the little kids. Um, I also <laughs> thought it was interesting that these uh, trains use a seven-across seating system. Right. That means that each car can hold 21 people. Uh, I know some of the other B&M dive coasters use a 10 across. And I think it, it's interesting that maybe by having a slightly narrower train, they can have some more dynamic elements because the ones with the super wide trains uh, basically can't do much more than right. make a big drop and then turn around. Uh, so it's it's neat that uh, this has some more uh, some more dynamic elements that you don't usually see in these dive coasters. Definitely. 
Yeah. So uh, if, this is all part of Six Flags Fiesta Texas's 30th anniversary celebration. Uh, and if you are interested in more information about the park, sixflags.com is where you want to go. <clears throat> all right. Our final piece of news in the queue. Game of Thrones official fan convention is finally coming to Los Angeles. You may have remembered uh, us mentioning this oh, a ways back when it was supposed <laughs> to be happening last February in Las Vegas. Uh, well, now it is happening December 9th through the 11th at the Los Angeles Convention Center, uh, which will bring together stars of the show, panels, discussions, uh, and the entire world of Westeros. Yes, it's kind of wild because it feels like it's taken so long. I'm like, is Game of Thrones even is real? a thing real anymore? I, well, I guess we're getting a new prequel series, right? That's coming yes. soon. Um, so I guess there's still life in the franchise. Uh, and uh, when, by rebooting this convention with a new date and location, they have also announced a new headlining guest. Kit Harrington, who played Jon Snow, uh, is going to be part of the lineup. Uh, along with some previously announced stars that include uh, Gemma Wellen, who was Yara Greyjoy, and Jack Gleason, who was Joffrey Baratheon. I cannot pronounce these names. <laughs> no. I got. I got to tell you, uh, I I am a fan of everything fantasy. You know, from Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit back in the day before those were Peter Jackson movies. I, Game of Thrones, I never got into, and oh. and. And it had been out for a couple of years, and I kept hearing about it. people telling me you got to get into this. And I was like, "All right, I'm flipping through channels. I land on HBO, and I happen to land on, without any context or backstory, the Red Wedding, which <laughs> means that I just watched a whole bunch of people get stabbed in about 30 seconds with no idea what the heck was going on. That was my first and last experience with Game of Thrones. Maybe yeah. someday I will go back and watch it from the beginning. Uh, but if if names like uh, Theon Greyjoy or Hodor mean anything to you, uh, <laughs> you might want to sign up for this. Um, uh, it is happening, uh, as we said, in Los Angeles. And creationent.com is the website uh, for getting more information about this. Uh, and like I mentioned, yes, there's a prequel series coming, House of Dragons, premiering on HBO and HBO Max on August 21st. Okay, well, that about brings us to the end of the news in the queue. And if I can bring up my script, I would know what I'm saying next. <laughs> Uh, all right. So uh, thank you for sticking with us so far. Um, but I think right now we might as well just kick off our main attraction. Bringing you your top news story of the week, whether from your backyard or from around the world, it's time for the main attraction. And for our main attraction this week, we finally have details of holiday season entertainment and offerings coming to the Disneyland Resort for this year. Uh, it's been a couple years of halfway events and partial events, uh, but we are getting holiday celebrations back in full from November 11th all the way through January 8th. Uh, and it is going to include popular favorites like the Christmas of Fantasy Parade, 
Believe in Holiday Magic Fireworks and the Return of World of Color Season of Light. Yes. And of course, when you enter Disneyland, the iconic 60 foot tall Christmas tree will be mm -hmm. right there. Uh, Main Street will be adorned with gorgeous decor. It is so pretty. My favorite time to visit. And then one of the coolest things is Sleeping Beauty's Winter Castle. So they add all icicles and twinkling lights. And if you're a regular visitor, it's so fun to see them like slowly add it on leading up to the day. Yeah. You'll see like an icicle here, here and there. So it is gorgeous. Yeah. And, you know, we just lost the uh, or we are going to be losing very shortly the Main Street Electrical Parade, but you get the daytime Christmas fantasy parade, um, uh, which I, I think they do it. I'm not sure of the exact schedule. I know that they do it on at nighttime on certain times, and there's also a daytime uh, version. But uh, they both include uh, per, a procession of floats, uh, the marching toy soldiers, the dancing gingerbread characters. I always love the silly reindeer with their tongues hanging out. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> like an old tradition. Um, but in addition to the parade, uh, Disneyland Park brings back Believe in Holiday Magic fireworks. Um, and they're also going to include projections uh, on Main Street USA and the facade of It's a Small World this year. Yes. Uh, the the believe the holiday fireworks personally are my least favorite Disneyland fireworks just because they're very short. They're not very Disney like. Um, but I think that if they are adding more projections, that might uh, brighten it up a little bit. Right. I would definitely rather hang outside of It's a Small World and see them do the really cool music and projection show there. But I mean, see the fireworks. If, like you said, the projections could be cool. Yeah. And speaking of It's a Small World, uh, the ride itself, of course, uh, is taking a holiday, uh, transforming the normal music into holiday music, representing traditions from around the world uh, with some special decor. Um, and they do do that light uh, display on the outside. Um, but my favorite part of Disneyland's uh, Christmas celebration is always Jack Skellington's takeover of the Haunted Mansion. Uh, Haunted Mansion holiday it basically runs like a Forever. third of the year now. <laughs> you know, it's it's starts off any day now and it runs all the way through January. So uh, I hope you like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas because it's it's what you got for <laughs> a good chunk of the year now. But it's fun to spot the gingerbread house. So every, oh, absolutely. Year, every year there's a new gingerbread house. Yep. <laughs> Um, so we're going to hop across the Esplanade to DCA. Uh, California Adventure as their own Festival of Holidays, um, which reminds me a lot of the kind of uh, things that they do at Epcot for the holidays. Um, celebrate a lot of world cultures, including not just Christmas, but also uh, uh, Hispanic Navidad, Diwali, Panica, Kwanzaa, Three Kings Day, you name it. Um, I really love the stuff they do over at the Paradise Garden stage. Um, uh, usually involving uh, Coco and also uh, Encanto has been part of that. Absolutely. Their entertainment kind of knocks Epcot mm -hmm. out of the park because they yep. just really go all out. And it really does feel like a multicultural celebration in yep. addition to the food. The food oh, is yeah. obviously important, but this feels like so much more. Yeah, those uh, those food booths, uh, much like the Epcot Food Festival booths, appear around California Adventure. And uh, I always suggest go for the vegetarian options. Um, they are often the tastiest and also the best value. Um, uh, and of course, if you want to meet Santa Claus himself, it looks like he is going to be uh, taking up 
the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. So that's uh, kind of shut down right now for Halloween. Uh, but once Halloween's over and the villains exit, Santa's going to be setting up camp in there. Um, and uh, we can't forget about Cars Land. Um, they do a whole makeover of Cars Land with uh, musical overlays of Luigi's and Mater's rides uh, and decorations all through the area. Um, and then you are going to want to uh, make sure you understand how the virtual queue system works for the uh, show passes for World of Color, because uh, World of Color regular edition is popular enough, but World of Color Season of Light uh, is an even bigger draw. Um, it's a really well done show. Yes. And then my personal favorite part is the way they decorate each of the Disneyland resorts. Oh, yeah. So it is just beautiful. Uh, the Grand Californian is my mm -hmm. personal favorite. They It really just works so well in the lodge-like feel. And that is also where they have the bake shop set up, which has mm -hmm. amazing like gingerbread cookies. They make little milk and cookie shots. So the shot glass is a cookie, and it's so good, and they put milk in it. That's you know Everyone talks about the Grand Floridian lobby, oh, their oh. their uh, gingerbread house and their bake shop. Yeah, I think the Grand California outdoes it, and people don't talk as much about it. Absolutely. And all the treats are really good. It's not just, yeah. like, oh, this is a cute cookie. They're really well done. Yeah. And it extends even to the uh, downtown Disney district. They're going to have, you know, decorations and photo ops and uh, lots of entertainment. I, you know, each time I go, I see more and more uh, live musicians that they have out there. Um, so it makes for a really uh, lively holiday season. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I've got an annual pass to Disneyland that I have been unable to use since no. I bought it. And I'm hoping that I can maybe uh, book a couple of park pass days and find a cheap flight to get out there during the holiday season. Well, uh, I have an annual pass that I can't renew. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a lot of controversy about that. Um, when is yours up for expiration? Mine I mean, is... The new ones are coming up any day now, right? Right, uh, exactly. The first so ones that were purchased. I didn't activate mine till like the very end of August. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to D23, but I can't even make a park reservation because I can't. Oh, yeah, because it's after. It. Yes. So it is so bizarre that it's... they are leaving all these people because I know a lot of people going to D23 are magic yeah. key holders and I'm not mm -hmm. purchasing a one-day ticket when I have no. annual you know so this is bizarre and I'm waiting every single day it's a lot of frustration you I think some people thought that it was all tied to this court case uh they're trying to do a class action lawsuit regarding uh you know people promise no blackout dates and then they can't actually book anything um the judge did not dismiss that. That case is going to go forward, but I don't think it's even scheduled for preliminary arguments uh, for way in the future. And I can't see Disney just completely pausing their annual pass program until it comes back. Uh, I'm sure that that there's going to have to be ch some changes to the verbiage and you know change the explanation of how it works. Um, but yeah, as long as the park reservation system is in place and they still keep holding all of these spaces for, you know, people walking up and buying tickets at the expense of right. people who've already bought an annual pass. Uh, yeah, it's a weird situation. It's a real weird situation. So hopefully we'll get there for the holiday season. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, <laughs> 
Let's sign off with this comment from Michael, who sounds just as enthusiastic as I am about getting out there this holiday season. Michael says that uh, Disneyland Christmas and his birthday is absolutely awesome, and he can't wait to experience Christmas holiday at Walt Disney World as well. Uh, yeah, I think we can all look forward to a nice holiday season. We all need it this year for sure. Um, all right. That just about brings us to the end of yet another exciting episode. Uh, before we go, I want to thank you all for watching, uh, spending your Sunday with us. And I want to remind you to please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating on Spotify. It really helps get the word out. If you want more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, you can find me personally at the UG Series on Twitter or at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram and theunofficialguides.com. Carly, where can folks find you? Yes, I am Carly Caramana on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm Adventures by Carly. And uh, Attractions Magazine is there for you every day at attractionsmagazine.com at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, and on youtube.com slash Attractions Magazine. Until next week, I hope that all of you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. And we will see you again next time. Bye. Bye.